Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glazer podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glazer podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Final hour on this Monday. More phone calls, best and worst of the weekend. Sign up for the newsletter. You will be the first to hear some big news coming up on Wednesday. Only if you're on the newsletter. DanPatrick.com. Stat of the day brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards of The Dan Patrick Show. Next Sunday night, it'll be the Packers and the Bills. And the Packers are 10.5-point underdogs at Buffalo. Aaron Rodgers has never been a double-digit dog in his career. Here's Aaron Rodgers after yesterday's loss against the pesky Commanders. We just got to play better, all of us. You know, I think if we all look at the film, there's probably a number of plays in every phase that we could have done better. But we just, I said it before, the margin of error is so tight and we don't execute at all on offense. Uh, it's not winning football. Is this just Devontae Adams? Is that what this is? Or is there more to this? Because if you have Devontae Adams scoring points, maybe defensively your approach is different, but you're just watching. It, it feels uninspired. Almost like I'm going to play, but I'm not interested. Or he's so fed up. And then you have Tom Brady. Where the Buccaneers, the Buccaneers, it doesn't feel like they're that far away, just the fact they're in a bad division and they're going to get healthier. And it feels like Tampa, at least, maybe the light at the end of the tunnel is a little brighter for them. Um, Let's see, did I have another uh, number for you here? Last time the Packers were below 500 after seven games, you have to go back to 2006. Phone calls are always welcome. We'll get to those. The Bills and Eagles are your uh, big favorites for the Super Bowl, according to DraftKings, followed by the Chiefs. The Buccaneers right now are uh, fourth on the list, tied with the Niners. 
15 to 1, then the Vikings at uh, 16 to 1. Uh, we'll get to more phone calls. We'll check in with the Buccaneers coming up. Uh, let's see. Operator standing by, Tyler. Uh, anything else that I need to mention here? Say good morning if you're watching on Peacock and listening to this program, iHeartRadio, Fox Sports Radio lineup. Yes, Paul? We got a burner tonight, Monday Night Football, Dan. Dun, 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 dun. Wake the kids, phone the neighbors. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Someone's going to win it, I think. Uh, is, is Mac Jones going to be starting? Yes. Yeah. All right. I'm on the ba- Bailey Zappy bandwagon. Zappy meal. Yeah. <laughs> Get your Zappy meal. Yes. I'd, I'd like to do that. McDonald's up in New England yeah. have, have Zappy meals. I like it. What would be in the Zappy meal? Would you get a little toy? He's from what, Western Kentucky? Yeah. Well, he went to Western Kentucky. I don't know where he's from. Bailey Zappy. Threw 89 touchdowns and two interceptions. (laughs) He's from Victoria, Texas. He played at Hubab a few years back. Oh, okay. Houston Baptist. Bailey Zappy, Jr. the third. Uh, Let's see. Mike in Phoenix. Hi, Mike. What's on your mind? Hey, uh, thanks for having me on the show, Dan. I uh, was doing some research on the Internet last night trying to see if Houston and Phillies had ever played before in uh, playoff history, and I found out, uh, kind of going in with the best and the worst, that some pundits consider the Phillies series against the Astros in 1980 to be the greatest National League championship series in baseball history. Hmm. The uh, Phillies won three games to two, and the last four games went into extra innings. Okay. Yes, Todd? I remember that. I think Houston won the first two, and then uh, Philadelphia came all the way back and took the rest of them. What's 1980? You you know everything about the 80s. (laughs) I'm quite sure the Astros were up two games to nothing in that series. Yeah. If it was 2004, you wouldn't remember. I think the Red Sox came, didn't they? Yes, Marv. Does Todd know the number one song during that series? Ooh. October 1980, Todd. That's a great question. I'll give you a little time to think about that. Yes, Paul. Uh, Fritzy, I think uh, the Phillies won game one, Astros won game two. Is this mm-hmm. the 1980 NLCS Yeah, we're talking about? Yeah. Yeah, Steve Carlton won game one, three to one against the Astros. And then your boy Frank LaCourt, Dan. Oh. 7-4 for the Astros. Yeah, 10 innings. Game three went 11 innings. Game four went 10 innings. Game five went 10 innings. That's pretty cool. Hmm. I would I would venture to throw in the Mets against the Astros in 1986. That was that was some great stuff. Plus the Mets knew if they would have if they were going to get Mike Scott one more time, they were not going to beat Mike Scott. And I remember seeing one of the baseballs cuz the Mets would collect the baseballs because they'd show them to the umpires and they'd go, "Look, he's scuffing the ball." And nothing ever happened to Mike Scott. And I remember talking to Lenny Dykstra about that. And I said, if you guys get Mike Scott, he goes, we won't win. That they knew they were not going to beat Mike Scott because he was scuffing the baseball. Yeah, Paul. That was the 86 NLCS. Mike yeah. Scott, in two wins, gave up one run in like uh, 18 innings or something like six, 16. Innings. Oh, he was unbelievable. And game five, Mets won two to one in the 12 innings. Game six, Mets won seven to six in 16 innings. Yeah. That was the uh, Jesse Orozco throw the glove into the air. Yep. And we never we never saw it come down. <laughs> it just went up, never came down. Uh, give me a couple more phone calls here. Paul in Iowa. Hi, Paul. What's on your mind today? 
Hey guys. Well, first up, the I don't I don't know if it's a best or a worst, but the Shakespearean comedy of errors that is the Iowa Hawkeyes. Oh offense. my gosh! Uh, now I think four weeks without an offensive touchdown. The defense scored again. They need to put their All American linebacker uh, Jack Campbell in the Wildcat because that would be better than two quarterbacks losing fumbles in the same game. Well, does Kirk Ferentz have to fire his son to keep his job? Uh, I think that the Ferentz family has something on the AD, Gary Barda, (laughs) but that's a conversation for us locals. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, his son is the offensive coordinator. In name only. Yeah, and it's like um, uh, Byron Leftwich. He's getting roughed up. He's the offensive coordinator. You know, you had these guys that, hey, you're offensive coordinator. You should be getting a job here, getting a job. Come on, you're the next guy. Byron Leftwich done an unbelievable job. Now, all of a sudden, it's like, Byron Leftwich, what are you doing? The offense has been terrible here. You got the credit. Now you're going to get the blame. Yeah, Marv. Is that one of those you got to strike while the iron's hot? Like, Eric Bieniemy was on fire yeah. about three seasons ago. And now they're like, oh. Yeah, but Byron wasn't offered a job. It, it feels like you got that window. There's always the, oh, man, that coordinator is going to get a job. That, that coordinator is the next guy to get a job. Uh, and then you realize some coordinators shouldn't be head coaches. And then you cool off as well. You're only as good as that guy who's processing all the information and goes out there and actually has to play. But right now, Byron Leftwich... On the hot seat, at least it feels that way. Yeah, Paul. Dan, what would you do if you were Kirk Ferentz, the Iowa head coach, and let's say the AD and president said, you have a choice. We, you have to let your son go as offensive coordinator. He's been very unsuccessful. Or we can go back and meet about removing both of you. Oh, no. I, I, my son would fall on the sword for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you, you answered that quickly. Oh, you, yeah. You hell got yeah. a pause there, DP. Oh, hell yeah. I want a little mm, fall. Okay. That's okay. a toughie. I'll try it again. So if you were Brian Fer- uh, Kirk Ferentz, do you fire your son or do you wait and see what happens? And Wow, that's a great question. There you go. Yeah, I'd have my son fall on the sword for me. Yeah, be like, uh, Jack, it was a good run. Sorry. Tell your mom I'm sorry. No, I shouldn't have hired you. <laughs> Damn it. Hey, hey, son, what are we doing for Thanksgiving? I know what you're not doing for Thanksgiving. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Coaching Iowa football. Yeah, you're not prepping for a bowl game. <laughs> I like that it was even like the like almost a silly question to ask you. Like, oh, no, 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 no. no, no. Yeah, no. he's falling on the sword. Rick Stroud covers the Buccaneers <laughs> for the uh, Tampa Bay Times. He joins us on the program after uh, witnessing a pretty pathetic. That's about as bad as it's been for uh, Tom Brady. Although we went back to 38-3 to against the Saints last year, or two years ago, and then they went on to win the Super Bowl. But if uh, if I would have told you 24 hours ago the final score of the Bucks panthers would be 21-3, to what would you have said, Rick? I'd have said the Bucks won, but they, they didn't play very well, but they're just happy they won. I mean, nobody saw this coming, Dan. I mean, you know, I'm starting to feel like Tom Brady's Jim Cantore. You call me anytime there's a storm brewing, and you know, and I'm standing on the doorstep of a crisis. And and yeah, it's just weird, man. You know, they're just not a very good football team. And this is what I've come to realize is that, you know, we know the players are missing, whether it's Gronk or the guys. They've all their free agents are injured. Tom's playing okay, um, but their defense now is 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 a sieve when it doesn't need to be. And I mean, look at who they've lost to these last two weeks. I don't know that you could find a team they could beat right now. 
And that's, that's the worst thing you can say. Well, when you have a coach saying, you know, I don't know if it can get any darker. Well, it can. You have Baltimore Thursday night. Yeah, right. Good luck with Lamar Jackson. I think he's going to score more than 20. I could be wrong. But, yeah, it, it is going to get darker. And this is the thing. I mean, you know, there's already uh, columns being written about, you know, um, should they fire Byron Lefwich? And, you know, what if Bruce Arians called the plays? And, you know, and that, that's not going to happen. I mean, I, I don't think, you know, Bruce Arians would be coaching this team, I believe, if Tom Brady wanted him to. And, you know, that's that's sort of not the case. And so they're going to have to figure this out. And yet, you know, if Mike Evans catches that pass, Dan, early in that game, I just feel like, you know, they, they have a different feel about themselves. And sometimes it can just take one play um, to take kind of the pressure off of everybody and say, okay, we're going to be all right. So it just hasn't happened yet. But they're still in the playoff mix here. It's it's not a formidable team the way you know we've seen in the past, but you're in an easier division. The NFC is kind of watered down for the most part. So is that the hope, you think, that uh, Brady and the Buccaneers are selling? Absolutely. I mean, you know, they're three and four. They, they're tied with Atlanta, but they've beaten the Atlanta Falcons. This could be one of those years. I don't know how many years ago it was. The NFC South was one at seven and nine. Mm-hmm. Of course, you got 17 games now, but um, I don't know if it's going to go that way. It's just you look at you look at what they're facing and, you know, uh, they've got to get themselves straightened out and they got to do it fast. I mean, after Baltimore, uh, you got to play the Rams. you got to go across. Uh, over to Germany and play a Seattle team that's playing really well right now. So, like I said, it's it's really about them. Let's see what they do at the trade deadline too. And I don't know how many guys are going to be you know stoked to to come here, but um, as far as free agent goes, you probably lost Odell Beckham at this point. Um, but they need to they need to be active in that. Look, this is this was all chips to the table. You know, Brady's all in, and and they they went out and tried to you know get as many free agents. All those guys are hurt for the most part, and. It's just not nothing is working out right now, but it can change. And you know, you know the guy in their center is not going to quit working. He's going to try to get it right. So um, there's still plenty of season left, but it is it is dark and gloomy, as uh, as Todd Bowles said. Do you agree with Ben Roethlisberger, who said when he watched Brady that he just didn't look like he wanted to be out there? I think he wants to be out there. Um, he's having a, a, you know, a lot of crisis off the field that I think we're all sort of aware of. And, and I think that's taken a lot of the joy out of playing, you know, um, whatever he's going through personally is, is certainly sapping his energy. He's lost weight. Um, you know, it, he has not been for him, which is rare, uh, all as invested as he has in the past, taking time off, you know, in training camp. Uh, going to, you know, Bob Kraft's wedding, all those things get publicized when you don't win. Um, but but that's the reality. And, and, you know, players talk about that. I think people talk about it outside of the building, and it becomes a story. But I, I think he's still the most prepared quarterback in the NFL, and I think he will be. Um, and, you know, I don't think his shoulder's all that great either, Dan. I think he's playing, you know, with, with sort of a hurt wing as well. So who knows what all's going on. I'm not sure we will for some time, but um, he's certainly not the guy that was here in 2020, and, um, you know, that they need him to be that guy. Safe travels as always, and, uh, well, you know, stay by your phone just in case they lose on Thursday night. We'll probably talk to you on Friday. All right, I'm on the dock watching the storm roll in, man. Just give me a call. That's Rick Stroud, Tampa Bay Times. What's the uh, line on Thursday night? 
with the Ravens and the Buccaneers. As we mentioned that with the Packers and the Bills. Do you want to play guess that line? Guess that line. Buccaneers hosting the Ravens over under 45, I'm sorry, 44 and a half. Say Buccaneers by two and a half. Buccaneers by one. Ooh. Well, now after I've said by two and a half, it's going to go up to two and a half. Yes, it does. That's how much power (laughs) I've got. By one. Must win. Must win situation. More of a must win for Baltimore. Must win-ish. More must win-ier. But they're both playing in divisions that are subpar right now. Pittsburgh, Cleveland. Cincinnati looked good yesterday. And uh, then you look at what, although I don't know if you can say, well, you're not in a good division. You just lost to a team that has a fire sale going on. Yes, Paul. The NFC South could probably be one with a losing record. and It's almost likely at this point. What about a rule that if you, the team that wins the division has a losing record, they forfeit that spot that year in the playoffs and it goes to the next best team in the league <laughs> with a winning record. Wouldn't that be better for football? Yeah, but didn't that happen to the Saints and they played the Seahawks on the road, on the road right? 7-9, and 7-9. Nine, nine. And they won. I think if the NBA did that, they'd actually have to change their playoff structure. Because there's like losing teams with losing records yeah. in every year. They did that last year. Remember they tried to get Zion in? They changed, yes. They're like, let's come up with a four-team <laughs> tournament. we got to get Zion in. That was the plan. Yeah. Uh, how many teams do we have to allow in for <laughs> Zion to be able to get into the postseason? I saw where he got banged up a little bit. Uh, Brandon Ingram got banged up. I watched the Lakers and lost at home to Portland. They, I, I don't know if you if you have an eight point lead in the fourth quarter, did you blow a fourth quarter lead? I mean, we make it seem like oh, they blew another fourth quarter lead. Like technically, they did, they did. Yeah, more. But they were up by four. I mean, up by eight with yes. like four minutes left. Yes. It wasn't like. Eight yeah. minutes with eight minutes left in the game. That's nothing in the NBA. Yeah, I know. Yeah, Paul. Westbrook, sorry. Your yeah. Jazz are 3-0. and Your Blazers are 3-0. and What the hell is going on with Utah? That'd be great. They're They'd probably dump everybody. Going, yeah, like, what are we doing? We shouldn't be winning. We want Victor. Yes, Mark. That's what I was saying about the Panthers. Like, there's that difference. Danny Ainge is like, what are you guys doing? Jordan no. Clarkson, what the hell are you doing? Yeah, but I know Victor Wambayama is going to be a star. I don't know who's going to be a star coming out of college if I'm the Panthers and I go, C.J. Stroud, yeah. I wouldn't be so sure. Yes, Paul. Can anyone name a Jazz? Marv can. How many Jazz can you name? I just said Jordan Clarkson. All right, I'll give you that. Got Kelly Olenek. Kelly Olenek had the game-winning hoop last night. Lowry Markkinen. Colin Sexton. Man, what a squad. But they're winning. Sure, your, your Jazz are 3-0. I know. All they do is win. Yeah. <laughs> are they, they're the Jimmy Garoppolo of uh, the NBA. <laughs> yeah. What, Paul? Do you see the article that Commissioner Silver has already talked to teams about yep, tanking? Uh, yes. What yeah. does that mean? Well, that's why we tried to get him on, and we, we were told that he wasn't going to be available. Throwing out the word relegation. <laughs> yeah. I know. I know. I know. Let, let me take a break. Let me take a break. <laughs> I'm going to get relegation into sports in the United Let's States. Let's go, Daddy! All right, take a break. Back after this. Tunnel to Towers Foundation, thank you for your generosity because that's what it takes. Join Tunnel to Towers, 
the mission to do good and honor those who uh, served on 9-11, those who went to war after 9-11. They have so many things. Uh, Veterans, first responders, Tunnel to Towers will build mortgage-free smart homes for the family. The most severely injured heroes, their ability to live an independent life the best that they can. The uh, Veteran Homelessness Program, Tunnel to Towers, uh, providing housing and services to homeless veterans across America. More than 500 in 2022 alone. People put their lives on the line for us every single day. Our communities need your help now more than ever. Help America's heroes and their families join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good in their honor. You can do so by donating $11 a month to T2T.org. Letter T, number two, letter T.org. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Free samples, free shipping, and our 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step and into your home too. Shop Blinds.com now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off at Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I saw this uh, courtesy of Mike Florio. Packers 13-3 in 2019, 13-3 in 2020, 13-4 last year, 3-4 so far this year. I was also curious where the Buccaneers are over-under. They started the season at 11 and a half. Over-under is now nine for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. All right, uh, the commissioner has been uh, sending out messages to the entire league about tanking. He's going to monitor. I don't know what that means. You know, there's going to be teams that are going to eventually tank, trying to get Victor Wambayama and uh, 
by all accounts, he is worth tanking for. But I don't know what the commissioner does. When you're monitoring, are you watching what rotations? Are you watching who starts, who doesn't? Does somebody sit out? Can you have managerial tanking? Here's the thing. As long as you don't talk about it, like Mark Cuban came on the show and said, hey, we did everything we could to lose. Well, that cost him. What did he get fined? I think, uh, I think. Is that a half a million or something? Yeah, I thought that was 125, but I'll check. (laughs) Oh, okay. The easy 125. Yeah, I know. I've cost Cuban a few uh, few hundred thousand dollars here over the years. When he comes on. 600,000. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. 600,000 Southerns for saying the plan on tanking. (laughs) (laughs) But I keep saying that there should be relegation in college football. If you get to the point where, let's say, the top 50 teams are going to be playing, they're going to be in the uh, playoffs. Uh, There's going to be 16 teams, and out of the, you know, 50 teams, 16 are going to qualify for the playoffs. I'll call it Division I again. And uh, you have relegation. Let's say the team that wins Division One AA, they go, they get to play. They're part of the top fifty, at least for that year. You have rankings there. If you want to use analytics, whatever it is, strength of schedule, all of that, and see where you rank. It would be, it, it would add another level of excitement there. Imagine if you played in a bowl game and you had to win that bowl game, and it's the uh, poinsettia. Bowl, the Outback Bowl. Got to win this or we're being relegated. Adds a little more importance there. Yeah, Paul. So if there was a relegation in the NBA last year, the Houston Rockets, 20 wins, would have been relegated as the worst team in the league. Okay. They would have been replaced with, the, let's say, the champions of the G League. How was that for, you know? Okay. That makes sense, right? All right. It would have been the Rio Grande Valley Vipers out of Edinburgh, Texas, who are an affiliate of the Houston Rockets. <laughs> so the Houston Rockets would have been pl- replaced by their G League squad. But Edinburgh would have been hopping. I like it. I haven't been there. Yes, yes, Mark. And if you're the Rio Grande Valley Vipers, how amped are you? Like, look, we can be in the NBA next season. <laughs> NBA salaries? Oh, you, you know how much more competitive it would be? Like, look, there's a, like, for certain, we will be in the NBA if we win the G League okay, title. But how do you how does the commissioner even touch on relegation? How do you even just dance around it a little bit? Yeah, Paulie. He was asked about it in one of these like town hall meetings and the and sources leaked to a reporter for ESPN. He said he's not in favor of that because of relegation because it would be too destabilizing for teams. Yeah. It would so disrupt our business model, he said. Even if you took two teams up from the G League, they wouldn't be equipped to compete in the NBA. Yeah, you could do this in college football. You could have relegation in college football. But the NBA, you couldn't do it. Uh, baseball. It would be fun if you just said, uh, all right, this team is going down and we're going to bring up the isotopes of uh, oh, nice. Albuquerque. Good pull. Yeah. Yeah. And those guys can break. Yeah, they can. Al, Al Albuquerque. Oh, Albert. <laughs> the best. Oh, Albert. Albert. That, that's still one of the more amazing, hey, let me see if my audience buys this. Folks, folks. When Mike, Mike, yeah, Mike Francesa, yeah, you know, he was with Chris Mad Dog Russo for decades, most popular sports show in America on radio, and somebody called in and said, uh, you know, Mike, uh, I want to talk about uh, Al Albuquerque. 
And then what did he say after that scene? Folks, what is this nonsense? Okay, we don't. I don't have time for this. Okay, Albert, Al Albuquerque. Okay, and he goes on this rant about like how annoying it is that people call. And he goes, folks, okay, Al Albuquerque. Oh, and then there's like a pause. Oh, Albert Albuquerque. You're right. That's who pitched last night. That's right. Of course. Oh, I thought you, when he said Al Albuquerque, yeah. I thought he was being funny. I didn't realize he meant Albert Albuquerque. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're going, okay, I could see where you'd make that mistake. Yeah, well, yeah. All right, I, I, I would have never got Al Albuquerque Al from Albuquerque, Albuquerque and Albert Albuquerque. Oh, oh Joseph Montana. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Joseph. Oh, I don't know Joe. Well, I don't have time for this Joe Montana. Joe Montana. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Joseph. Yeah. Mark in Virginia. Hi, Mark. What's on your mind? Hey, Danny. Uh, great interview with LeVar Arrington. I remember uh, when he jumped over the line at Illinois. Yeah. At State. I thought that was one of the greatest plays. Yeah. Um, anyway, best of the weekend has got to be the Phillies, my Phillies, making it to the Woo! World Series. And because of that, I want to have a positive face bet with Fritzy. About Phillies oh, and the Astros. Okay. Fritzy? Just straight up who's going to win the World yeah. Series. All right, I'm going to I'll stick with my Astros. Okay, you got it. You're on there, Mark. Um, you know, Bryce Harper's having these moments, and, and there was a long stretch where Bryce Harper, we wouldn't see him in the postseason. Uh, and was I thought this would be, he'd be a bargain with this contract he signed with Philadelphia. You know, Washington got to the World Series after he left, and we wanted to, you know, we started to wonder, okay, how valuable is he? But you saw that yesterday. You've seen that a couple of times in the playoffs. But uh, eighth inning go-ahead home run, the first lead change postseason home run by a Phillies player since uh, 2008. Matt Stairs was uh, the one who did that. But to do it, and if you get the opportunity to listen to the entire at-bat by John Smoltz, that's what you put on your sports Emmy reel. That's where you go, okay, let me let me hear you uh, analyze the game. How about this at bat with Bryce Harper? Because I've got a window of about, what, eight or nine minutes, him at the plate, start to finish, comes up, this reliever, uh, a rookie, 31-year-old uh, Suarez. Uh, and, you know, John broke it down brilliantly, unbelievably. And, and so you got a guy that is a rookie that how much do you know about this pitcher other than Bryce Harper comes up, John Smoltz immediately goes, he's got four pitches, but he can only use two against Harper. And then he says, this is where I want to go. This is where I want to pitch. I want to pitch up in the zone to Bryce Harper. But if I do, we've seen the power he can hit to left field. And if he throws the changeup, stay away from the changeup. Just don't swing at it. And you saw that. He's down in the count. Was he one and two, and then threw a change up, and then he and then Bryce Harper goes. I knew he was going to challenge me with a fastball. He challenged fastball up. He didn't try to muscle it to right field, and he hit it to left field. It, it was it was obviously a brilliant piece of hitting for Bryce Harper, but John Smoltz gave you both sides: the pitcher what he's thinking and the hitter what he's thinking. I thought it was brilliant. I thought it was really really well done. Uh, Gilbert in Los Angeles. Hi, Gilbert. Hey, how you doing, Dan? Good, Gil. Uh, say, uh, with the World Series, um, like almost a week in between games now, um, it's kind of like the Super Bowl now. They're going to take, what, a week or two weeks off from doing games? It's going to become 
kind of relevant, you know, what's going on now. I mean, they're going to have to put something in between. There no, it's only what... four days. You know, four days, four or five days. It's not a week or two weeks. Yeah, more. And also, blame the Yankees and the Padres. If they would put up more of a fight, then yeah. there wouldn't be such a long stretch in between the World Series and... Bloop, bloop. Uh, Jeremy in Wisconsin. Hi, Jeremy. Hey, Jeremy. Hey, morning, Dan. Morning. Not good, just morning. Yeah. So in staying true to the theme of the show, I guess I have a best and then certainly a worst, but I also have a question for you. So I guess the best was the weather. It was 70s, pretty nice for Wisconsin in October, so super. And the worst is, of course, the hashtag Packers. But my question for you, I've always wanted to ask since you're close to Adam Sandler, is I would say in probably 98% of my conversations with friends, we quote an Adam Sandler movie. Hmm. Do you think he would find that endearing or kind of strange? Hmm. I think he would find it endearing until he found it annoying. If you if you started and you did a couple, and then all of a sudden you didn't stop, then it'd be like, all right, uh, Sandman wants you to stop. Not funny. How would he sound, Fritzy? Oh, I got to get back to you on that one. That's not going to be very good. <laughs> That's not a good one. Thanks for coming out to New Hampshire. Okay. I go to Sandler's show in Manchester, uh, New Hampshire. Hometown, right? Yes, it is. He had never performed in his hometown. And he was nervous, truly nervous. He's watching the Yankees, and he's a Yankee fan, and he's studying his notes. I'm leaving him alone, and uh, we, you know, watch the show. Great time, great, great crowd. And Sandler goes. Uh, I was going back to my hotel room, which was only a couple blocks away from the arena. Sandler goes, uh, Danny, you want to come back to my house? I said, You're flying home. He goes, No, 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 my house. It, I said, Well, how far away? He goes, Ten minutes. We get in the car with his mom, his sister, his and his brother, and we go to his house. And he's still got his, uh, you know, the bedroom with all punt pass and kick trophies and same house that he grew up in. Got movie posters there. His mom gave me a tour. Lovely woman. I didn't need to see every, every single room in the house. <laughs> I just wanted to see Sandler's bedroom. She took me into her bedroom. She took me into her bathroom, the hallway bathroom. She took me into Adam's sister's bedrooms. And she took me into the basement. She took me into the garage. I got to see, when you say, yeah, you want to come over and see where I grew up, I got to see everywhere in that house with Sandman. But uh, the, his sister's room, that's been taken over by his posters. He got all his movie posters in there. Uh, and then in his room, a lot of trophies. Sandman has a lot of trophies. Uh, baseball and basketball. And uh, then he's got his movie posters as well. Yes, Paul. Now, is that the his childhood home? So yeah. his mom's been living there 50, 60 years? Yeah. Do you, do you find that odd, maybe the average person find it odd, that the, the parents of a wealthy, successful guy like them would stay in the house, which I'm sure Adam's offered to buy a bigger, nicer house somewhere over the years. I, I think that would surprise people that, she would stay there all those yeah, years. Yeah, but I think as you get older, you know, you're fine with where you are. When you're young, that's when you're like, oh, I want to move here. I want to live there. You get to a point where, like, I go to a restaurant in a mile radius of my house now. That's it. 
I try not to get too far away. It's like a mile, that's good, I'm good. Somebody will say, well, hey, it's a 30-minute, no, no, no. Yeah, I got I got a mile radius here. That's about it. Yes, Tom. I get a kick out of that. I think that's uh, that's fine. If you're comfortable and those are yes. the restaurants you like, why do you have to fine. schlep far away back and forth? I know, I know. Schlepping. Yes, Marv. So you don't try anything else? So I was going to recommend a really good spot uh, about half hour away. No. It's a really good Italian spot. No. We use. No. I know Marvin goes, Italians say use, use, use guys, right? Oh, I went to my wife's family. I love them very much, but it's a lot of, <laughs> hey, what are you doing? Huh? <laughs> I think it's you. And my wife's like, uh, Marvin, have you ever heard your family no, but axe? Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> if you're going to ask me a question. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Eden. <laughs> not, growing up in New Jersey, use, we use that a lot. I've never understood the Pittsburgh area and yins. They say, like, what are yins doing? Uh, it's like Ewins, uh, they, they kind of shorten it. Yins. I don't understand what yins means. I, I probably have a little bit of an accent, yeah. although Ohio doesn't, I don't think it has an accent. But there might be certain words you say. Or how Pop. You, yeah, mm. soda. Like, I remember when somebody said, you want soda? I'm like, no. Why do I want soda? And then they were like, no, soda pop. And I go, oh, yeah. Yes, Todd. And Chicago, Paulie could attest to this too. Uh, they call a bathroom a washroom, where I think a lot of people would consider a washroom like the laundry room where sure. you yeah. wash your clothes. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it's not a roof, it's a roof in Chicago. Okay, but it's like creek and crick. Yep. Yeah, I'm going down to the crick, do some fishing. I'd do that. I should have more of a southern accent than Brian Kelly should. Are you, are you working on it? Your workshop? No, no, no. I'm, I'm not. I only, I only do my Jerry Jones one. But I'm from Southern Ohio, which you would think you live in Southern Connecticut yes, too. I so do. it would really, <laughs> yeah. So that you you might pick up on a little bit of a. We haven't won all of our games yet. Yeah. We play four quarters. <laughs> yes, Mark. And your wife and your kids are considered your what? Your family. Oh, my family. <laughs> Three syllables. <laughs> family. My family. It's like Springsteen. Where did he get his southern accent? He's from Jersey. South Jersey. South Jersey. Yeah, but 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 if you hear him, he you know he's he sounds. What Todd? No, South Jersey. That oh, changes I thought the game. You were, okay, I thought you were gonna do that. Does change yeah. the accent? Yes, Paul. All right, South Jersey. Shut up. Okay, I'll I, let that go. I knew. I knew. I got one more house thing for you about okay. people with wealthy who keep the same house. Warren Buffett bought his house in 1958. It's a nice house. There's nothing wrong with it, but it's on a simple block. I've driven by it. Yeah. In 1958, he's uh, got $105 billion. He's the same house he bought in 1958. But he likes going to the same ice cream place. You know, you just have your routine there. Remember you asked Warren Buffett how many cars he had, and he laughed. He goes, one. How many can I drive? <laughs> <laughs> Once. He goes, I have one. I, buy, yeah. I lease it. I get a new one every three years. Yes, Tom. Didn't you visit John Wooden in his little uh, just average yes. kind of place in Encino? He could have. Yes. I know they didn't give out that kind of money back then, but he could have had a much nicer house than he stayed in. You would never. If I said, hey, you know who lives in, in that uh, condo? And if I told you John wouldn't live there, you'd be like, no, he doesn't. He probably lives in uh, you know, Palisades on the beach. Uh, but then you go in. Very, very simple. Very, very simple. But it, it, it suited him. That's who he was. But, uh, yeah, kind of just a humble ex existence there.
All right, let me take a break. We'll come back. Last call for phone calls. What we learn, what's in store tomorrow after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, this is Jason McIntyre. Join me every weekday morning on my podcast, Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. This isn't your typical sports pod pushing the same tired narratives down your throat every day. Straight Fire gives you honest opinions on all the biggest sports headlines, accurate stats to help you win big at the sports book, and all the best guests. Do yourself a favor and listen to Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Free samples, free shipping, and our 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step and into your home too. Shop Blinds.com now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off at Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's the point spread tonight, Bears-Patriots, Paulie? Do I have to subject uh Yeah, yeah I'm just curious. Entertainment purposes only. Let's play guess that point spread, Bears at Patriots. Two and four at three and three. I'm going to say Patriots by eight. Nailed it. Doop, bloop, bloop. Okay. Eight points. Yeah. The over-under is 40. I, yeah. You know, that's something that never leaves you if you're a gambler and you're going to look at a game and you're going to go, I wonder what, you know, knowing what you know about injuries and all of those things. I, I still have that in the neighborhood ability when you say, well, what do you think the point spread is? It's like Buffalo. It's like, all right, is it like nine and a half, ten and a half against the Packers? Yeah, point. Do you think a, a meteorologist or a orthopedic surgeon would be a better gambler? Like if you're an orthopedic, I'm being serious. Like if you're an orthopedic surgeon, can you read the notes on a team and say, well, this guy's got uh, 
plantar fasciitis, he's three to four weeks, you may say, ooh, that, that's, that's a bad injury. Like, would you have more knowledge of betting? Or if you're a meteorologist and you could see eight days from now that mm-hmm. it's going to be a monsoon at the Patriots game, you take the under. Well, my bookie was uh, a dentist. Um, how would that help? I don't know how it helped him. <laughs> Although he would, you know. Take your teeth if yeah, you didn't pay up. Yes. <laughs> He, he threatened to pull your teeth. No, he didn't. He was Joe, <laughs> Joe Novocaine. Very, yeah. Very nice guy, and uh, he was my bookie. Yes, yes, Tom. I'm still trying to figure out these betting network experts. That if they're such experts, shouldn't they have millions of dollars and be living in Bali somewhere? Why do they have to do a shift on different talk shows? If they know what's going to happen all the time, then they should be all wealthy. <laughs> they're experts in gambling. They're betting experts. They know what's going to happen. Just dawn on you that uh, there are guys who do this? I just find that very kind of humorous that they call themselves betting experts. I, get to retire on I subscribed to a betting service, and uh, it was one name. And then I didn't realize till later that it also went by another name. And if you called in, if you called this number, you're going to get this side of the game. And if you called that number, you're going to get the other side of the game. That doesn't seem ethical, Dan. It, it was not. <laughs> and that's an ethical group, those guys. Yes, it is. That, doesn't, that feels like it's a, there's an ethical confliction. Yeah, there. yeah. You meet a lot of interesting folks when, when you start gambling. Uh, guys who, you know, were booking back then. You know, now you can go to a place and bet. But you're always like, uh, hey, is Tony there? The fact that I still know my bookie's number and I haven't placed a bet in 40 years. I, yes, Paul. You want me to call it? Hey, Danny. 412-88. No, I, I, no, my bookie, uh, well, not my bookie, but he was a bookie. Uh, he was a friend of uh, a guy I went to college with. He, he died at his kitchen table on a Sunday taking bets. Did but, he have to pay out? Uh, no, but I don't know if you had to pay if you lost <laughs> either. But, uh, yeah, Tony, Tony was a... Uh, a great the fact that and I didn't you didn't have speed dial I had to punt you know I had to go rotary you know four one two eight eight two blah 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 then I need to try it again it right before it'd be like twelve fifty five I'd call him I'd say who you like and uh, finally get through to him and then then I had to call my bookie and I'd say all right I'm gonna lay the three taking the Raiders. This day in sports history, what do you have? Uh, I think Marvin predicted this one when he said that uh, Jared Goff had 18 turnovers earlier. 1943, the Green Bay Packers intercepted nine Detroit Lions passes in a 27-6 victory. 1971, Texas Stadium opened in Irving, Texas with a big hole in the roof. Mm -hmm. 1992, the Toronto Blue Jays became the first non-U.S. team to win the World Series. Pat Borders. Pat Borders. Pat Borders. Uh, 98, Ricky Williams at Texas became the NCAA leading scorer of all time with 428 points. Is he still? Uh, I got to check that. Huh. No, I never heard that. He was step. a leading rusher for a while. I know that. Before I think Ron Dane took him down. Uh, it was on this date in 2021, Michael Jordan's 1984 Nike Air, the earliest known regular season game worn Nikes sell for $1.472 million at Sotheby's, a new record for sneakers at an auction. Hmm. Yeah. I never got caught up in the Air Jordans collecting. No, I I appreciated them. I just I I was past that uh, sneaker collecting age. Yes, yes, Mark. Yeah, me neither. But that was because of economics. <laughs> well, that is true. 
that, you know, you're going to, how much do those cost? The shoes that I wore when I played in high school, they cost $10. They were Chuck Taylor, high top Converse, 10 bucks. That was it. We didn't tape our ankles. Back in the day, we didn't need to. <laughs> I was being serious, Tom. Support? Who needs support? <laughs> the support I need is from you in the audience, not on my feet. Not my ankle. You haven't even won all of your games yet. (laughs) Todd, what'd you learn today? Uh, The way John Smoltz took us through that Bryce Hopper home run winning at bat, just give him the sports Emmy Yeah, it was great. Seton, what'd you learn? Uh, LeVar Arrington, I forgot. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Says Charles Wooden's the greatest player ever. Yeah, that's what it was. Says Charles Wooden's the greatest player ever. Damn it. See, we ran out of time. Hottest rookies, biggest superstars, the all-time greats, only one place to collect them all. Panini Trading Cards, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. Start or continue your collection now, PaniniAmerica.net. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you tomorrow. One more item as we close out this program. NBA fans, the wait is over. You can check out DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can make any $5 NBA Moneyline bet. Get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Also, everybody. Everybody can boost their winnings up to 100%. DraftKings stepped up same-game parlays. DraftKings Sportsbook, that's where you go. You're going to place a bet. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Make sure you use the promo code PATRICK and make any $5 bet this week. Get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Promo code PATRICK. Fritzy. 21 and over in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. Bonus issued as free bets. One early win token issued at opt-in. Moneyline bets only. Deposit and wagering restrictions apply. Eligibility in terms of DraftKings.com slash football terms. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. 
Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.